Greatness. <laughs> it's K Prices, the comic book podcast hosted every week on the Laser Time Podcast Network by me, Henry Gilbert. That's H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. And I really hope you can't hear a jackhammer too loudly in the background. I can. That's, that's all I can hear. That's just the thing punching real hard. Maybe yeah. we're also going to record the shit show today, so maybe yeah. our first inaugural shit show that Patreon, mm-hmm. Patreon uh, people unlocked at patreon.com slash laser time, where we stream a shitty game. Maybe it'll make the game look shittier in a way that we're yeah. not totally responsible for. Uh, that's Chris Antista. Yeah! yeah. Uh, I don't have a sound And effect. also, now, I'd say a regular component yeah. of the show, The Walking Dave, Dave Rudd. Hi. Hi. Hey there. <laughs> Thank you. I do, I do deserve that. Well, I'm hoping um, the background music I'll put it on this can cut the, can indeed, mask the sound this is a bit. A lot. Yeah, this has been a while since people have been doing construction next door when we've recorded. And I'm something. guessing it's not going to stop anytime soon because it, the uh, the place next door doesn't yet have a roof, <laughs> which is making it even louder. Well, we do rarely record a Cape Crisis when the sun is up. My mic it's, over here. Uh, uh, you know, mics get moved around a lot. But hey, this has been a fun week, right? Hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I read some comics for the first time of all time. And uh, in a long time. And there's been some early reviews coming out of a film. We're we're hoping to do something with that. We're just lightly talking about it now. The reviews are not splendid. They're not fantastic, that's for sure. Yeah, but a lot of it is also part of that that schadenfreude I keep pointing out of people. Like, people were desperate to know... It's bad. We want to know how bad. Like, uh-huh. What if it was great? It was. There was no indication. There were some insider indications. That yes. it was going to be terrible. Um, I, someday I want to get some of that. Uh, I wonder if Josh Trank will go to movie jail for this. Um, he got kicked off the Star Wars movie. Ooh, what? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was yeah. doing the solo Star Wars movie. Um, and now I, not. I can't say. I have to know exactly which Maybe one. Maybe he'll so get one of the, the six other Star Wars movies that are being planned. <laughs> they got to have people make Star Wars there movies. There are five coming out in between now. I'm and sure they'll all be great. <laughs> No, of course, yeah. Once, one a year, a Star Wars movie once a year. That is the era we live in now. But <laughs> anyway, two Marvel movies a year yeah. should be okay. Yeah, I know, I know. But still, we when I grew up, I my life was for the thirty two years I've been alive, no new Star Wars movies for for six uh, fifteen years, then a new one every three years. Yeah. And then no new Star Wars movies ever again, ever seemingly. Again. We've had giant Star Wars droughts in our system. And I, I, I tie that together because Star Wars, I do feel, is rooted in my generation's fandom, even mm-hmm. though I don't think that's accurate. Well, I mean, we need to be Dan Amrick's age. Because Dan, Dan Amrick was like... You guys didn't see it in theaters. None of you could go to a movie theater when any of the trilogy was going on. Yeah, like, well, the Jurassic Park is probably that movie yeah. for me. I'm 13, mm-hmm. I'm just learning to love movies, and here's this thing that changes the way I think about them. But I did grow up with Star Wars. Like, oh, I grew yeah. up with yeah. toys before I'd seen the movies, because it was, like, that ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. And I learned, I, I don't know, I learned way more into extended canon than I ever thought I would. <laughs> uh, and that, that's the weird thing. This is all canon, and I, and I this week I read the new Star Wars Oh, what you've been seven. reading, Chris? Yes. Yeah, I also read Star Wars issue seven. Um, it was great. It's really great. It just, it just fucking weird. That's the kind of shit I wanted to see in yeah. the prequels, because it was, it... Things were you really felt for Obi Wan the character. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about it. Obi Wan was the 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 outlaw that put down his gun and was just like, I yeah. used to be a crusader for justice, yeah. well, and now I can't do anything because I can't be a Jedi because the Empire will kill me. Yeah. The the issue is uh, at the end of issue six, Luke found went to Obi Wan's home, mm-hmm. fought Boba Fett, 
Um, it then, feels like it's been a while since that issue came out. And I can then, say that, right? Yeah. And then and found a journal, and this issue seven is the contents of that journal from Obi Wan's mm-hmm. perspective. And I, I, one of the things I never thought of him as a soldier in exile. Yeah. I never thought of him like that. He was General Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah. and I never thought of him like that. Yeah, yeah, and that was a really, it was a really fun perspective. Is it's kind of his. He's aware of Skywalker mm-hmm. or Luke. Let's he, say he watches Luke from a distance, but his uncle. Well, and like is as we know from Episode mm-hmm. Four, mm-hmm. Luke knows Ben. He hangs out with him from time to time, but yeah. Ben keeps a distance. He's aware of Ben because Uncle Owen doesn't want him to train him in the Jedi arts. Yes, but it's also. But it's, if I was Owen, I'm it, sure this has been pointed out. Yeah, but we hid Skywalker from <laughs> the world, but under every, his real name. Under his real name. Well, did we talk about that? They do make it clear, yes, and I think and that people have, that has been mentioned before, right? Yes, I just yeah. never thought about it personally. Well, they point out that Tatooine is a backwater, nowhere planet, it, and, and where the um, the Empire barely touches it because the Huts mm-hmm. have such a control over it. The Empire's mm-hmm. like, eh, why even bother with it? It's a shithole, and gangsters own it, and we've got bigger things to worry about. Mm-hmm. And so I could understand that's why a kid on a park... Like, also, it's not the Skywalker Ranch. It's Uncle sure. Owen uh, Lars Ranch. So yeah. the Lars Ranch has it. So if, unless you went to space school with Luke Skywalker, like uh, Biggs and Wedge, you wouldn't, <laughs> know, you wouldn't know a Luke Skywalker lives on Tatooine. That, and you might just say, like, oh, Skywalker, was that the name of that one general who, um, oh, wait, like, what do, what do people even remember about Anakin Skywalker? Because it's not, it's yeah, not a known... his name was thing. even public knowledge. Yeah. So it doesn't matter because the Empire knows the name. But they don't know that, well, but people don't know that everybody thinks Anakin is dead. People mm-hmm. don't know Vader is Anakin. But it's, it's weird that, yes, a good prequel, there's an article on Laser Time Up right now that I haven't read just yet, but it's like, prequels are the most difficult stories. Mm-hmm. The most difficult trick in storytelling. And this was really Except neat. Except for Wet Hot. Except Wet Hot did it great. Yeah, when you really don't care... <laughs> <laughs> but in in yeah in Star Wars issue seven it you got so much more into who Obi Wan is and mm-hmm. his him trying to balance his search for justice with his issue what he's seven. asked to asked I got to confused do. when you said that what, Star what, Wars episode seven what what Obi Wan is asked to do versus what he wants to do yeah. and and him also hating like having to be inactive he mm-hmm. he really hates that and and yeah him and him saying to like this isn't why you train me Qui Gon just to hear him like mention because the movies. The prequel movies didn't give a shit about his relationship to Qui-Gon, even though yeah. it actually should be very important. It should be very him. important. Yeah. It's the same relationship Yoda has with Luke. Yeah. Or even more, like, Qui-Gon is his father. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is more of a father to him than any other character. And so he would give a shit about him. Well, you didn't see Qui-Gon's drunk phase <laughs> and waking, waking up out of a stupor and just come here and hold me for a second. <laughs> Obi-Wan, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, just, I just needed a little contact. I promise that's all. this would never happen again. <laughs> sorry, Obi-Wan. Uh, I also read uh, DC Bombshells number two, uh, which is, it's it's... Uh, the 99 cent digital series, and it comes out every Saturday, which is an interesting situation of like a Saturday comic book release instead mm-hmm. of a Wednesday one. And it's just being origin show so far. Last week's issue was the origin of Batwoman. Now this is the the kind of the introduction of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. and it, and it starts with an interesting bit where the the Nazis and the Allies are having an air battle mm-hmm. in what they think is just open uh, or empty ocean. And then they find out they're above an island, and they mm-hmm. see the island of Themyscira, and then uh, he, the 
all the all the women uh, of Themyscira are rising up to kill every plane, and they're blowing up every plane. Like, get the fuck out of here! Mm. And then then Steve Trevor has to explain to them what Nazis are, and they're just like. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know about this shit. And and she also says, there was one line I really loved in there where Wonder Woman said, so go home and tell your queen we are not interested. Like, just her assumption that, like, well, yeah, of course you have a queen, just like us. Every, uh, the world of, the world outside of here is run by queens, right? I, I like that. Uh, and also on the DC hit pitch, mm-hmm. I uh, read Cyborg number one, which was okay. Really? All right. Why is it getting rate? Why is everybody telling me to read it? Uh, it's a good start, and mm-hmm. Ivan Reyes is the artist, mm-hmm. uh, or Reese, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. Eraser. But, mm-hmm. uh, but Ivan did the art on Blackest Night, on Aquaman, on Green Lantern. He's an incredible artist. I, I He's one of DC's best artists they have on tap, and, and so it looks good, but it's just a lot of talking like actually no action happens except Mm. in flashbacks and it's a lot of talking to explain things a lot of reintroduction of uh, relationships Mm -hmm. and so it's just kind of a marking time one if it's chapter one of a collection then it could be a very good chapter one to to lay out the i guess technically there's action like somewhere else but cyborg doesn't do anything Mm. but but i do like cyborg's new design and his new powers and i like that uh, some people said that uh, I think in the past I've heard some people complain that like, oh yeah, Cyborg's a black guy. He just has like five percent of his body is black skin, and the rest is a robot. <laughs> so it's easier uh. to take. So by him instead, now he has like uh, skin on his arms, or what mm-hmm. appears to be skin on his arms. They're kind of still figuring it out, and so his existence as a black man is easier to see at least and so that's interesting and you can and, see more of his face now yeah and mm-hmm. and they're digging he just looks more human mm. and they're digging more into his uh, character his relationship with his dad which mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Johns set up in the Justice League book if you remember his dad's a dick yeah his dad's a dick but he also loves him and so he saves him but he doesn't really care either and uh, I could get into the Marvel stuff but do you guys have any uh, other things oh uh, well I have a oh. question. Has yeah. Cyborg ever interacted with Steel? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure they have. I can't think of an instance right now, but I'm certain they have worked together. Mm. It is a strange deal on in most in the history of DC Comics. It was weird to have two black people on mm. a team, and so you or not weird. It was not. Uh, it was. Is that how you feel in the workplace it, too, Henry? It was less likely, so you wouldn't see a scene of two black people yeah. talking together. You know. <laughs> Uh, so much is that in, the black Bechtel test? They have so much in common. <laughs> not not the black part, but the, <laughs> it's true, steel, the, metal. The, the metal part. Yeah, yeah they're, they're guys in metal. Where the they're steel, both DC. Steel yeah. can take <laughs> off his metal pants anytime he wants, I while see. Cyborg can't. Uh, but they're also a different generation. Like, Steel is a single father in his like late 30s, mm. while Cyborg has always been written as a guy who's like 20 or 21, like just out of high school. They wouldn't like the same shows. Nah, they wouldn't have the same, the same reference point. One of the, the few times I ever saw it was in Justice League it was written by a black writer too mm-hmm. by Dwayne McDuffie the late Dwayne McDuffie who's mm-hmm. amazing uh, who wrote a ton of episodes of the TV of the cartoon the animated series of Justice League but so he did uh, on when he wrote the Justice League on the same team he had John Stewart Green Lantern mm-hmm. and uh, Black Lightning and so the two of them like had conversations and one of them was just like 
uh, John Stewart was saying to Black Lightning, "Hey, you shaved your head. I think it's a reverse comb over because you were losing your hair and you just like shaved it all off." Mm-hmm. And they said, "I miss your afro." That was hmm. it was an interesting conversation. But yeah, it's it's rare to think of. It. I can't remember a time when Steel Steel's been on the JLA and Cyborg's been on the JLA, but not at the same time. Um, it, I read two things mm-hmm. that I thought were interesting, okay. uh, and they both tie in together. Fantastic Four is coming out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Pick, there's a big Fantastic Four bundle sale in oh, Comixology. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I never picked up um, the last relaunch of FF. Uh, the James Robinson I, one? I did, yeah, I never picked that. I, I never. I think I may have picked up the first issue. I bought the first volume uh-huh. uh, because, like, I always... I'll never not love reading the Fantastic Four, good or bad. Like, I just... I really like those characters. I grew up with them. But mm. also, Grant Land had a post on the death of Fantastic Four. Oh. And well. About, like... It's sort of uh, about the conspiracies going on, like kind of touching on like everybody is kind of waiting for this movie to fail in order to fit their conspiracies, uh-huh. but also sort of talking about like like could could any of us right now tell us how a Fantastic Four movie should work? You know, I was thinking of that. It's not perfect. I think I think honestly, <clears throat> when they're the only superheroes in their world, yeah. they don't work as well. Like this does just sound me setting up for for <laughs> an excuse to say they should be the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But as an accessory to a world with Avengers, the Fantastic Four can just be like, no, no, we're the science guys. We'll also help you save the world, but yeah. we know science, unlike unlike everybody but Tony Stark. Well, the, the well, article also posits the time period. Like, I, I'd never really, like, because I've read the first issue like, a long time ago in one of those um, few you mean Marvel the collected 60s volumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, they had that issue of, like, number ones or first or Marvel Origins or something like that. I can't, it looks like a giant coloring book, <laughs> but it contains the number one of, like, a bunch of Marvel issues. Had that when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I had forgotten, like, they're in space recklessly, not as super scientists, they're to beat the commies. Yep, so they steal a rocket. Ben Grimm immediately turns on Reed Richards, saying, like, I, Sue should be my girl. Yep, that and, does happen. And then right after that, they become friends. And this is, like, on the second page. Yes. On the second page, yeah. they, they get their powers <laughs> through reckless behavior, fight one another mm-hmm. over really stupid means. Yeah. But But I think the point of the article was, like, what was Fox supposed to do with the Fantastic Four? They they are the precursor for everything we know about the Marvel series. They started yeah. everything, but they are firmly rooted in ideas from the sixties. Oh yeah, they they really are. Like they've the best writers I've read mm-hmm. who handle the Fantastic Four, like say Mark Wade's run on it. Mm-hmm. They still they still kind of tell an old school type story or when they or they have stories about their 60s idealism yeah. uh, clashing with the uh, clashing with modern day stuff yeah well that's I don't know I, I sort of wondered about the idea like why because like they, I loved how he described Reed Richards was a gray templed pipe smoking man yeah but <laughs> canonically 28 <laughs> he was a 1960s 28 yeah where it's like I'll be dead of a heart attack in yeah. 20 years like I've, I've been I'll married just... for 9 years yes, yes that kind of exactly. person yeah act- yeah, that is crazy to think about how like 28 you were like you're, you had a 10 year old in college or it's, you had a, <laughs> sorry you had a 10 year old in, in school by that point and probably this, this isn't a revelation and the article may have said it expressly mm-hmm. but like Captain America worked when you established him within the time period that he's from yeah uh, I, I'll i never I mean making just, him just from, literally a relic just from, of the 40s yeah just from reading comics like Reed Richards is still feels like the oldest guy mm-hmm. in the room yeah. he's like one of the, him and Sue are the only people with kids mm-hmm. um 
everything about them is every, even the, like the things got to talk like that. Nobody talks like that anymore. <laughs> Nobody who's been born in the last thirty years talks well, like, like with that old Brooklyn accent. As we saw when we did the um, the commentary for the mm-hmm. movie, the two thousand five movie, him wearing an, like a trench coat and a hat mm-hmm. is like nobody is dressed like that since like probably nineteen seventy three. Well, or the like, Ninja Turtles, or the Ninja Turtles. Well, I'm just wondering, like Marvel has had luck with like setting Agent Carter in the forties, yeah. and like like. Mad Men just got done being tremendously popular. Why is it so... I had heard at one point, the 2005 film, when it was going to be worked on by Peyton Reed, they were thinking of setting it in the 60s. They were like, oh, this film that... um, What was the name of that film with... um, uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, Renee Zellweger that took Pillow place talk. in the... It was... No, wait, it wasn't actually Pillow Talk. It was yeah. like a parody of those type of films. But with David Hyde Pierce in it, too. No, but I know what you're talking about. It was yeah. the old sex comedies of the 1960s. Yeah, and so... But it was firmly set in the 60s, and they kind of maybe should have done that with the FF. Unless you X-Men movies have been good in the 60s. Yeah, yeah in their exactly. specific time frame. And, and maybe it, they were afraid that was too similar to what they've been doing with the X-Men for last But don't they years. want those to cross over? It's like all they got left. Sort of. I don't know. Yeah. FF and X-Men don't... They don't mesh well together in my mind. They've had crossovers, but they never work. I just don't... They're four people. They're they're the smallest team, mm. four people, versus a team that technically yeah. is like 30 people. Yeah, it's a this, school. Yeah, it's a giant extended <laughs> family versus a very small, like, mm-hmm. waspy family. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't it doesn't work as well. I'm but so obsessed with finding this goddamn movie. And like, but it, but it's also because I want I do want the FF to be back in the Marvel universe because they work mm-hmm. so well with Spidey. They do. They, I they mean, they really the, mesh well. Their central Spider-Man. figures are an officially recognized faction of New York, whereas mm-hmm. Avengers go back and forth. Spider Man's yeah. hated by the the paper, mm-hmm. but Fantastic Four are as far as superheroes go, a New York institution. Yeah. Um, and but, just, well, I'm, so you bought some of... What other FF books did you read this I'm week? just... I will I will pick up a lot more. We should probably yeah. just go through the, the comicsology thing when we get back from the break and see what yeah, stuff we can recommend it. to people because it's, really, it's a really good it. sale. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm a little curious as to what the future holds. And I've been hearing from characters. people like, oh, what's the point of the Fantastic Four? Like, if their movie sucks, that's maybe because they suck and they'll never have a good movie. I was well, like, that's, that's sort of no! what the, the article pointed out is like, maybe maybe they're not heroes meant for this generation. Yeah, maybe. maybe they're, they're like, Spider-Man is Spider-Man because it, it, it managed to talk to children in a way that like no comic had done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it still does. And like, it still does, yeah. but like, Fantastic Four absolutely doesn't do that. Maybe See. it doesn't need... To, I don't well, know like, about the space race, which is like so yeah, yeah, so which is old, which is old. It's, it's, yeah. it's very, it's. I do love that it's very spacey, but I, I got, the movie's called Down with Love. Finally got it. Thank you. Uh, but Down with Love. Down with Love. Peyton Reed, Ian McGregor. I mean, it all ties together. Ant Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, Peyton Reed was gonna be a 2005 director. Yeah, could. yeah, but I just, I don't know, like the the the, the Fantastic Four, the senior members. Who is the senior member of? the cinematic universe it's Iron Man yeah which is fucking weird um, yeah that when it technically starts with Iron Man instead of the FF yeah but yeah I know uh, they can't have that and I don't I don't know didn't you say there was a news story of like they pulled the hero clicks for yeah, X-Men you can't make hero clicks for FF or X-Men so anymore like, either like, the, the uh, Grantland article writes about it like there are conspiracy theories out there about why Marvel's doing something why their book was cancelled and like mm-hmm. These aren't really conspiracy theories at this point. Like they're, they're strategies. They're being, they're being erased from products. Uh-huh. And I, if you didn't watch, we streamed the movie this week on our Monday Night Movie stream, and I, I bought what I think might be the last 
thing figure just because yeah. like I've been looking at it for years and like mm-hmm. I can't justify spending twenty six dollars on this because <laughs> it's it's too big and now it's mine. Yes, yeah. I'm not going to pay for this on eBay. No, and they yeah, and, and the FF characters have just been transferred to other books. But it, be... it's also that they're not popular. Yeah, like they've had that world greatest comic on it, but it's it's never yeah. sold all that well. No, it's never been their top sell. I mean, like in the in the sixties, mm-hmm. Spider Man really was number one. Mm-hmm. Like the FF came first, but Spider Man was their most popular book in the seventies. Got the bad guys became kind of big. Like mm-hmm. Wolverine stepped in, and the X Men sort of sure. started to become popular. Eighties were like all X Men all the time. They were the big deal. The mm-hmm. Spider Man was still pretty popular. 90s X-Men, mega huge, and Spider-Man was also huge thanks to Todd McFarlane. And then in the 2000s, you finally got the Avengers started to get popular by the end of the... And they started to replace the X-Men as the most popular. And Spider-Man's always, since the beginning, like, Spider-Man's always been their most popular guy, I'd say. But I, yeah, I I do think the Fantastic Four can work. I, I really want to read this article. Well, I, do. I looked at the picture on it at the top, and it's just a fucking bummer, man, of the tombstones yeah, yeah. that look like <laughs> it's each a great, of the characters. It's a great image. Um, Oof, it hurts. It but hurts it, to, yeah. It, it, it does, I think its thesis is like, maybe the Fantastic Four is dying as the result of being the Fantastic Four. It has the word fantastic in it. <laughs> Nobody says that Nobody word Nobody says that much, fantastic yeah. anymore. And like, I, I think that's fair, mm-hmm. and it's sad, and maybe I'll let them go gently into that good night. Or, uh, but, but I probably won't. Like, no. it's kind of how I was introduced to the Marvel I, Universe. I still love them. I'll always love the Fantastic Four. The mm-hmm. thing is, my behind Spider-Man, he's my favorite character, and I think that says something about me that I can really address with guys who have guilt trip, who get mm-hmm. guilt complexes, mm-hmm. uh, low self-esteem, can't get their shit together. Uh, <laughs> uh, that says about me. We really we got to speed up the what you've been reading, though. I want to sure do. So, and la- last thing I read, though, uh-huh. uh, I read the first issue of Secret War, Civil War. Oh, which for, I read the second issue of that for the first time. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, this is. A, I mean, it's a, not in Doom World. It barely feels it, like yeah. It's it doesn't. In Doom it doesn't World really touch Doom World, yeah. and like this is. Or Battle World. Like, you could watch whatever movie's coming out next year, and, like, this would be an awesome continuation, an awesome what if, if if this kept progressing. And because Lineal U is doing the art, it feels like a mega what if. Dude, I really liked it. Like, it's a Civil War, I'm sure most of you know, a Superhero Registration Act uh, is enacted by S.H.I.E.L.D., and Iron Man is on one side, and Captain America's on the other, because men should be free, that's an invasion of privacy, and... Iron Man's like, no, take off your mask, register with the government if you're going to fight and use your powers after a bunch of people die in an accident. And it's awesome. This takes place, and like, obviously that was resolved, that's air quotes. But in this place it wasn't resolved, it, it wasn't only resolved. heightened. Yeah, and the, war, the like, America split up between an area called the Iron and the Blue, <laughs> Captain America and Iron Man. And it's, Man. it's great. I, yeah. I love it too. Like, in in two, um, Spider-Man and She-Hulk take center stage in it, and they're both great. Like, they're both uh, they both have a lot to do, that, and and She Hulk uh, also has some like a bit of fan servicey moments. Though that I will movie. say that she she is naked in bed with a with blankets barely covering her. Mm-hmm. But right after yes. having sex with Tony Stark, who is who is also just as pretty much as exposed as she is. So it, uh. it's an equal opportunity. Same thing happened in the Fantastic Four volume I read. Oh, it's the giant crash. They're both naked in bed after. Fucking! <laughs> oh! It happens po- on those, the page, those kids. Those post-coital conversations yeah, maybe, are always maybe, so maybe, important. Uh, I read Groot number three, oh. which was an interesting little uh, side story. Technically, it mm-hmm. takes place in this long-running thing, but it's really like a one-issue bit where Groot and Silver Surfer team up. With Oh, and also Dawn from the Silver Surfer Oh, that's where Fantastic well. Four are going. They're going... Uh, Thing and Torch are going to Guardians. Yeah, well, no... 
torches in the Inhumans, things in the Guardians. <laughs> so, and so weird. Yeah, they just become supporting characters. Well, who knows where Reed is? I'm I am worried the end of Secret Wars will have Reed and Doom both disappearing to say. It feels like that Konami developer shuffle story <laughs> from earlier this yeah. week. We don't uh, need the, what the, you do anymore. You can mm-hmm. go over this factory. Go over there. <laughs> which really sucks. His Doom is they're such. He's the best villain in the Marvel. Well, universe. that's why I think like, this is all bizarre because the Secret Wars thing, Doom is at the head of it. Yeah. He has a movie out right now. Yeah. But he at least looks different, I mm-hmm. guess. And you still can't merchandise him, though. Unless you can get a Doom, a really awesome Doom statue in Japan because apparently mm-hmm. they'll they'll sign deals with like Kotobukiya in Japan, but mm-hmm. not with American makers. Really? Or, or maybe they just got in right under the wire. Who knows? But okay, so I also read uh, Renew Your Vows number three, the mm-hmm. Spider Man is Married and Has a Kid book. To get a black suit. Yeah, he's wearing a black suit, though the black suit has a fat spider on the back, which is really weird, because if you remember, the black suit Spider-Man has a very different looking arachnid on the front, and it's reversed on the back. But in this one, it has the same white arachnid on the front, Mm -hmm. but on the back is the the regular, what would be that red beetle-looking spider (laughs) on his back, but in white. So it was interesting, but the... Uh, yeah, it's it's a really good story because it it really plays on Spider-Man's guilt and mm-hmm. uh, and responsibility. There's this great. There are several times where Spider-Man thinks like, "Oh, I maybe he's trying to hide his daughter." Basically, mm-hmm. he doesn't want people to know he has a super daughter, and so he hides her and he's doing this thing all for her to save her. And two times he's told like, "Well, I have effectively saved her, but if I just turn my back." good people will die because Mm -hmm. I'm sacrificing them for my daughter and that is the exact opposite lesson he learned from Mm -hmm. his Uncle Ben and so it's a really good character study on not just Peter but also Mary Jane and his daughter Annie is really interesting she's her name is Annie May because the Mary and MJ uh, MJ and Peter love anime Uh, and lastly, I read We Stand on Guard 2, the Canada versus America book by Brian K. Vaughn mm-hmm. and Stephen Scrooge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really interesting. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it a lot. Uh, it's it's moving at a very fast pace, but it's, it's interesting to... It's one of those books, too, that's like, oh, what would it be like if... If when we went to war with Iraq or Afghanistan, they were next door, you know, and, <laughs> and it's in the future. And uh, so instead of just bombing uh, a location that we don't know about all that much, they they, see the smoke. they bomb Manitoba. And you're like, oh, look at them. They're blowing up these people or they're or they're breaking into an old couple's house and arresting them and detaining them for ha- having a gun. And you're like, sorry. well, isn't that what they do? Sorry. To, isn't that we're what, sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. We're sorry, but you're infidels. And, um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's Americans capturing Canadians. Yeah, I see. The oh. Canadians are still apologizing they were being yeah, uh, arrested. Like, oh, sorry. Well, sorry. Sorry, uh, these these cuffs are a little tight. Sorry, can you? Uh, but it's a really fun it's a really fun book with like. Uh, I apologize yeah. about the martial law. That was. <laughs> I think it could totally be a movie too. It would be, but as I found out from the movies that have been announced in the last day, mm-hmm. that films don't get made unless they were made once before because. <laughs> There's a f- okay uh, Jumanji remake. What? Jumanji, uh, another an, another Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I did the last see that, one didn't yeah. take. A third and a fourth Bad Boys being played. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know Smith. Jane Smith's gonna start being one of, of the Bad course. Boys. Oh, of course. Yeah. 
Well, can Martin Lawrence like little bad. do anything? I like think he's so. like fifty-one or something, right? So is Will Smith. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Will, I think Will Smith's star has now lowered just enough that he would star in. I bet. I mean, it's got to be a soft reboot, right? Yeah. They introduce some young people who can take over when Martin Lawrence like mm. dies in between filmings of three and four or whatever. You thinking Kevin Hart? Jaden Smith Hart? and Channing Tatum. No, bad, bad boys have to be African American, <laughs> man. I yes, they do. I I really want to watch Bad Boys too. Though it also point. that's what I said. I was like, they have to get Michael Bay back though too. They won't, I bet. But why? He's not a he's not adverse he's to directing with, threes and fours. He's done with Transformers also. He apparently, is. he said he was. He said he wasn't going to direct another one. But I mean, he's the only one. I want him to refine his love of of physical. Uh, stuff instead of like the trans. Michael Bay has never been a good director or a great director, but in Bad Boys too, like all those physical effects and shit, like at least it felt you know real. There, like there shit is, got real. I'm man. gonna post it on Laser Time this weekend, but it's an interesting expose called "Why uh, CG Sucks" mm-hmm. and why it doesn't. And he praises Michael Bay for having... When he does use CG, mm. he seems to have an awareness of its spatial reasoning yeah. and, it, and its weight and heft. And I'm like, I mean, I think it's excessive, but like, I've seen way worse CG yeah. than in a Michael Bay movie. But the uh, fucking Transformers are hideous. And he like they, he but films they around them. I say this having only seen the first Transformers movies and clips from the other I've three. Seen, I've seen the three, but like when, when you get long shots of them interacting with environments, like yeah. that... Absolutely does look when like when they knock over a building or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not bad. Yeah. You, you, uh, that video is a must watch, by the way, if you All haven't right. seen it. I don't care if you go to lasertimepodcast.com or not to see it. Just watch it. I'll give it a watch. Well, okay, mm. then, Dave, I think it's time for yeah. extended Dave's homework. Dave's homework. So, <laughs> thank you. This uh, week, I read the first volume of Southern Bastards, Aha, which the first I four issues. loved. Um, you did love it, eh? Yes. This is a, it, an A plus for you? Or? Yes, my highest grade yet. A plus 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 wow. plus plus. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's up there with every like the best things I've read from from Dave's homework so mm-hmm. far. I mean, it's uh, I swamp mean, thing had been your favorite so far. Yeah, th- that had like the two issue meandering story yes. that I wasn't so into. <laughs> this uh, like it was a great. Like standalone story, I know that that it's still going. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they up to like now? Uh, like ten. 12? I just read. 10. Oh wow! Yeah. So I should just wait for the next trade. Uh, I have next trade if you want to read it. But yeah, like it's a se- it's a good self contained story about a guy wanting to do the right thing in a town where nobody really wants him to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, just great, really great pace, and, and he's not even awesome. from the south. Yeah. Yeah, like I could not. I do understand, like. Uh, Football players being idolized. Sure. And that isn't restricted to the South. No. Yeah. No. But uh, I, I do find that interesting that you're not... Yeah. I mean, Henry and I have our, our, our roots there. Mm-hmm. So that, that book Southern hit us. Southern Roots. Southern Roots. It's so, about heritage. Southern by the grace of God. Have they, like, announced if, if it's going to be a show or a movie or anything? Uh, I do believe it's it's uh, being optioned for a show, yes. Because it, it, it's just such a cliffhanger at the end where I'm like, yeah. all right, give me the next trade. want the next trade. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great cliffhanger, and the characters totally would work for a show, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Like, a long-running show about... Uh, well, whoever. I don't want to spoil yeah. later stuff for you. But yeah, so, I mean... A lot of good work for old actors. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, I love the um, the stuff with uh, with Earl, mm-hmm. Earl Tubbs. Like, he's a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. This old man who who got soft and then he yeah. comes back and like, nah, I can kick ass. I'm yeah. an old man. I'm going to beat the shit out of this kid. Like, mm-hmm. that's great. And him just rediscovering his old town. And also, people saying like, 
Go back to your big city, which is Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Like the big city they're referring to is Birmingham, Alabama. They got which, a triple A baseball team with your multiplexes and your TCB wines. <laughs> I also love uh, in in at least the first volume that kid that keeps coming around to watch TV. Yeah, yeah. every time he's like he reappears, he's he's wearing a new T shirt that I want. <laughs> Like, no, they're yeah. all, like, slight knockoffs of popular <laughs> mascots. I'm like, I want all of these. <laughs> when, and Rebel is a really interesting bad guy, too, mm-hmm. like, yeah. who only gets better as the books go on. Ah. He was the one who, in, ep- in issue 10 that just came out, he got banned for it got banned from being on sale because there's an explicit sex scene of, like, penis in vagina. Yeah, that's also why I want to keep reading. <laughs> Heard about that. I did read one other thing. Oh, yeah? I read the first trade of Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah? That's fun, yeah. right? I liked it. I... I like most of it. Yeah. I, I don't like how there's no extended, like, Linda stories. Yeah. She always gets, like, one page. Linda's not weird. yet. But if you can't shoots, hear, not I in the say, first issue. I say if you can't hear Linda sing, Linda stories are not interesting. Yeah. So that brought up the other thing. I, I love almost all of Tina's stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of Louise. Louise's? The yeah. one with the bunny ears? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the boy Gene like I think I like half of his he's got like a really good one about being in a robot college but the problem with those <laughs> is and I've I've meant to bring this up a couple times on Cape Crisis it, it's all musicals but you don't know like what they're singing to the tune of and I hate that in comics yeah. When someone's singing something and I don't like that was a problem with punk rock Jesus too. It's like True. you're singing a song, but I've like you don't know what it I, is. I have to make up a song in my head. I can't do it. Wait, I'm, it's not I, punk rock enough, dude. I know I'm not. <laughs> but like the humans, they had like they had music in that. But I felt like I could at least like the, the way it was written. I could like I could make a tune in my head. Gene stuff in Bob's Burgers comics can't do it, <laughs> and that's why I like I kind of can't read those. Man, that, if that they well. if they made like. Five dollars, they'll sell you just a track of the care mm. of the actors reading the book to you. Like that would be great. I do. I haven't read all of the the mm. trade. I read the first issue, but I was hearing their voices in my head. Oh yeah, such totally. distinct voices. But yeah. Uh, but also, Dave, uh, going back to Southern Bastards real quick. Did mm. reading it make you want to get some barbecue or some of those yeah. fried apple fritters? Like, yeah, oh, they man. just opened a bougie uh, barbecue place <laughs> near me. So for eighteen times the price it would be in Florida, it I was guess. a barbecue place that replaced a like a more down home barbecue place. Ugh. We have we have Catheads right yeah. down here. Oh yeah, you guys get a bike. We could be mm. there soon. All right, I should check that out. Well, also, okay, Dave, before we take yeah. a break, it is time for your next homework assignment. So, to remind the listeners, this is the same stack I showed you last week, minus Southern Bastards. So, there is Fantastic Four, Books of Doom. You the, need to take the Doom. The Batman Begins of Doctor Doom. Did you read this? Day? I have, I have you, not. You no. thought about it. Okay. I wanted to. Uh, second is the Justice League origin story from the New 52. Take it, Dave. Uh, Deadpool Secret Invasion. Take He's it, been in the news lately. And Batman Broken City, the interesting noirish take on Batman. You need Mo DC in your life, Dave. Uh you know, I think because of the movie I'm gonna get I'm gonna take Doom. Yeah. I'm take Doom, okay. Is he a blogger in this too? <laughs> <laughs> no, he is a gypsy who go Damn it. he's a gypsy who moves to New York to City to go to a prestigious college who then moves to Tibet to get a uh, metal mask and learn the ma- magical arts. Uh oh. So that's way more down to earth. Uh, that's way more interesting <laughs> than a blogger, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the news, your answers to last week's question of the week, and a brand new question of the week. See you soon.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to the break of this episode of Cape Crisis. And I thank you all very much for listening and supporting us in all the ways that you do with your attention, or if you're a patron of ours on patreon.com slash laser time. And if you're not, I would really like to suggest you doing it. It's just, you know, as little as $1 a month, though you get really good extras at the $5 a month level, bonus time, our, our extra podcast, uh, wrestling, uh, sorry, uh, wrestling commentaries at the $10 level, at the $5 level, you also get included in uh, our video streams of uh, commentaries, including the one we just did on the Fantastic Four, 2005 Fantastic Four movie. Uh, we do them every Monday, the Monday Night Movies. So yeah, you get so much stuff just for just for being a five dollar a month patron. And again, that really really helps us out. This is what we're doing now. Like this is our full time job, and and we're giving we're giving it our all right now, giving Laser Time our all. And we really appreciate all the support you guys give. And also tell a friend about the show. You know, if you know people who like comic books, tell them about how awesome this show is and pass it along. It's always good to get new new listeners. And another great way to get new listeners too is by reviewing the show on iTunes and subscribing to it. Both of those things help the visibility of Cape Crisis on iTunes and helps people find it when they're looking through new new things. Like, oh, what podcast should I listen to? They'll see this one, and the more good reviews it gets, the better it looks to those new people. So please, if you've yet to review it on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you did that. Lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. This week's Pick of the Week will still be Fantastic Four related because this has put me in the mood for good Fantastic Four stuff when... Everything else with Fantastic Four has been kind of a bummer town lately, but uh, so I'm going to suggest, and I may have suggested it before, but I'm doing it again. I am just such a huge fan of Mark Wade's run uh, from about, I guess, a decade ago now, or maybe a little more, from the early 2000s. Mark Wade's run on the Fantastic Four was incredible. Like, it was classic and... And, and classic style, but also current and took place in the real world. And it was finding a, finding a way to give problems to the FF. And it, it has a story called Unthinkable, which is one of the best Doctor Doom stories I've ever read. And, and also Mike Wieringo, the late Mike Wieringo, is the artist for the majority of the book. And it, he, is, he is a perfect artist for the, for the colorful, cartoony world of Fantastic Four. He is so good. And so you really need to check that out. I'll have links to the first couple uh, collections on Amazon on this week's episode page on lasertimepodcast.com. So click on that and you can buy it through Amazon. And buying anything through our Amazon links is at no extra cost to you. Helps the site. You get it for that super low Amazon price. And a little bit of money gets kicked back our way. No extra cost to you. So again, just keep that in mind if you're ever going to be shopping on Amazon. All right. Enough of that. Now, back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to uh, the sound of jackhammering. Yeah. God damn it! That's just how excited. That's my heart beating because that's how <laughs> excited I am to share all the big news this week. So mm-hmm. last week, Channing Tatum played all of us. He played mm-hmm. us all by uh, so not, not not Chrissy the kid. <laughs> you did you did say this, but so in case you didn't know, Channing Tatum had there were rumors last week that Channing Tatum was leaving. 
was leaving Gambit and has now been confirmed. He closed the deal to be Gambit. And uh, looking back on it in retrospect, I assume it was just a power play by his team to it say... It also could yeah. have been nothing. Yeah. But I I, as I I only say I did predict Channing Tatum is still Gambit. I, yeah. At, at best, it's a negotiating tactic. At worst, it's a, it's a movie... Pointing on an, it's a movie website pointing out an unsubstantiated rumor. I don't think yeah. they would you they would put you on stage at Comic Con unless nope. you were sealed like the deal was sealed. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Also, uh, man, it was it would have gotten Stanley off the stage then, right? Yeah. <laughs> he would have fallen. Uh, you know? But I'm I'm glad he's back on. Though I still think there might be better people to cast. I think Channing Tatum's too good to be Gambit. Like Gambit's a high level dude. He's too man. good for non Marvel <laughs> Marvel movie. Just wondered. Yeah, he should be in the real Marvel Universe. Um, but uh, also, though, there was uh, there was other of the non-Marvel Universe news of the X-Men movie universe of the Deadpool trailer that was shown at Comic-Con ah. came out on on uh, the Conan O'Brien uh, Conan of all places. <laughs> a man who is... Constantly stated his indifference towards comics. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about geek stuff, except it, it's it. Expect I can assume it, it is his highest rated things he does. Yeah, like, so he yeah. interviewed the entire panel of Apocalypse, yeah. uh, X Men Apocalypse for Comic Con. Well, and also uh, J Law and whoever else is in. Uh, Why am uh, I bashing hunting? Conan? I love that guy. I, we all love Conan. We do. It's you know I'm not caring as much as I should about John Stewart leaving or his thing ending. I don't know. I you feel don't watch like, the Daily Show anymore. No, I kind of. I, ratings have been falling. I made time for the I made time for the Colbert Report, but uh, up until the end, I would watch the clips online. But yeah, mm-hmm. the Daily Show, unless the Huffington Post tells me John Stewart really got took it to <laughs> somebody this time, and I and if the somebody's interesting, then I'll watch. John the Stewart Col- to Bill O'Reilly get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, John Stewart. These Fox News guys don't get me, babe. I believe I have seen so many John Stewart headlines followed by the word "eviscerated." <laughs> uh, it, and yeah, I mean, I, I'll miss John Stewart, sure, mm. uh, but I'd, I'd also like to see what else he's going to do. That, that would be nice to see. Uh, we well, got a new Deadpool trailer. Yeah, the new Deadpool. Here's trailer. Here's my favorite clip from it. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. <laughs> I love the, the shots it's taking at. Yeah, it's very and there, and there self-aware. Was a, right, a pre-trailer, I'll try and find a pre-trailer. I have, uh, mo- I have multiple issues with the trailer. I, yes, I, For, I know, Dave. First of all, that, you don't make my suit animated? Yes. D- how do you make a suit animated? Green Lantern's suit was both green and CG. Yeah, but it doesn't make, like... The joke doesn't work on multiple. You can't go levels. to. You can't go to. Uh, Give Dave the Deadpool. You can't. Book. You can't go to Men's Warehouse and be <laughs> like, "Can I have book. an animated tie, please?" As I wrote in my write-up of the trailer, Deadpool's arch enemy is the fourth wall. Mm. He talks directly to uh, the yeah. comic fans, directly to himself, uh, mm-hmm. all the time. It's very Deadpool. Yeah. It's a very Deadpool thing to say, even though he is technically Wade Wilson there. And I don't remember. How, I, I guess I don't know much about the origin. Like how? How was? I the mean, Merc that mouthy? Um, he was kind of mouthy, but, you know, the experiment broke his brain and created the multiple personalities in his head, which I don't think... I wonder if they'll deal with that like they did in the game. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting that they had his dual... his three voices in his head in the game going. Yeah. The serious guy and then the one who just yells tacos I, I picked up a copy of that before uh, Marvel could ban it from me. And <laughs> I, I cannot it, wait to stream that. I've never par- played it. It's apparently back on Steam. Oh, it's, it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just randomly go, reappeared. Uh, um, yeah. My bigger issues, though, were with, uh, with T.J. Miller. Oh, motherfucker, you are hard to look at. Like a testicle with teeth. You look like Freddy Krueger face-fucked a topographical map of Utah. Okay. Exactly. 
So Freddy Krueger would have to be face-fucked by the map of Utah. If he's face-fucking the map of Utah, that means he is putting his penis inside of the map of Utah. And you're saying you can't get pregnant... He's face, face fucking. His, his he would have to be the one getting face fucked, yes. not doing the face fucking, because uh, he can't spread his 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 uh, visual seed by fucking the face. Well, yeah. So all especially that, of an inanimate object like a map, which may not have I a guess, word, we don't know. I might so, this this might be like a male perspective thing, but I guess like if I if you were face fucked, if you face fucked, so. uh, like I guess anyone who's face fucked is are they also being no they would they would say they they would they, you're being face fucked. You're not face yes. fucking. I don't know. I, it's just, yeah. You gotta let it go. It's you gotta like, let it go. That seemed to me... It well, would be a hilarious line where one of us okay. say it on the podcast. Let mm-hmm. me tell you what I didn't like about that. Mm-hmm. It, though I did like it. I mm-hmm. like that little... Like, T.J. Miller is totally the type of dude I would hire to be the comic relief in that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, his or voice anything. is just... And yeah, I yeah. mean, that is his profession now. He's yeah. like, hey, do you have a, a film that's over $100 million and want a schlubby guy with, an, <laughs> with, a, with a scratchy voice to say hey, funny things? Hey, and a sharp wit. I'll bet no. most of those yeah. were probably improvised and that's what they stuck with. That is yeah. my issue. It, is, it was what? an Apatowian. So? It was like... Yeah, he keeps saying shit like, oh, let's say the next thing, say the next thing. It felt like it was the same deal of Melissa McCarthy just like hurling 18 different insults mm. at Paul Rudd. Where I'm like, two work. Two of these would work. <laughs> this scene goes too long, but you liked all the insults. They, yeah. Well, I said in, in the write-up I did of it, I thought so, some of the jokes in the trailer were mm-hmm. groaners. Mm-hmm. But the tone is there. Yeah. It is on I like point the tone. and good. It is exactly what I want to see. Deadpool talks like Deadpool. And of course, I'm a huge Colossus fan. I love yeah, seeing Colossus I, I cannot there. believe Colossus was shown in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I think they realize they need a little more star power. Also, the Shoop song here in Shoop yeah. that they got. And that DMX. And DMX. Yeah. Give it to and you. like seeing a red band trailer for a superhero movie. Kind of strange. It's, like, yeah. well, well that lady's getting fun. In a while. They're fucking Not face going. fucked. They're fucking going for it, man. Yeah. I like that. And yeah, all right. Well, in in a stranger news, well, we have comments oh, yeah. to that. We oh yeah, let's hear some. Becker Bear said, "I feel like this is the first superhero trailer in a long time that I haven't felt some sort of immediate cynicism or apprehension towards." <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to point out. Yeah. For Fox to allow DMX song to blast through the latter half of the trailer was to show some sort of self awareness, right? Not to mention the tongue in cheek comments about the mouse. So the mouse sewing in the previous trailer was awesome because it's yeah. just Deadpool saying from the studio who sewed his fucking mouth <laughs> shut. This acknowledging previous mistakes about the studio, making fun of DC. Making fun of Marvel in the trailer, super mm. cool. Yeah, um, I love that too. And uh, Kelter says, uh, "I love how gleefully juvenile the movie seems to be." Though I wonder if it's uh, if it won't get a bit tiring if it's a normal superhero length uh, movie length. Mm. If they can't keep the thing under the hundred minute uh, range, it will probably go a long way towards keeping the Merc of the Mouth fun rather than the thing. Yeah, the tiring. I, sorry, this does not need to be yeah. as epically long as a, as a dark as the Dark Knight <laughs> or Avengers: Age of Ultron. You know. That's so, right. Sir yeah. Oshek says the, the avocado joke killed me. We didn't even play it, but it's awesome. Um, Tranquil Best says Deadpool was the reason, uh, one of the reasons yeah. I got into Marvel, so this film is a pretty big deal for me. Although it feels weird having Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' voice as a Mr. Nolan North's version as the Merc of the Mouth. It'll grow on me eventually. Yeah, yeah, it should be fine. So that other joke, sorry, is you look like an avocado had, like a spoiled avocado had sex with another spoiled avocado and had yes. a, and had, I'm like, but the, the, it'll still be a fresh avocado when it comes out, so it'll, mm. it won't What about the mess be. they leave behind, Dave? Uh, he was talking about the, the Also, I felt that he didn't... As ugly as he looked, he You sound like an alien interpreting humor. <laughs> as ugly as he looked, he didn't look ugly enough 
to be. He didn't look as ugly as Comic Deadpool. Uh, but I'm Comic glad... Deadpool has tumors all well, over it, his it face. Well, it does depend on the artist. Yeah. And uh, it, I've seen versions where he looks a lot like the Ryan Reynolds version. The point is, they made Ryan Reynolds ugly all yeah. the time. Yeah. He's either going to. He's. We're never going to see him. Post transformation, he'll either have on his mask, yes. which has eye acting and yeah. movements, which I love too. And he's in the suit. Yeah. And in the most accurate suit, probably of any superhero <laughs> ever. Like, yeah, I love that. Um. Well, okay, so in weirder news, mm-hmm. they're going to be making a Broadway musical based on Archie, uh, directed by Adam McKay. What? what? Adam McKay of Anchorman and Funnier Die fame, who is like one of the most like what? biting satirists who gets to make major motion pictures. Apparently, he's some big Archie fan, and like it's his dream to make an Archie musical. So, I, I would yeah. have said the same thing. Where I well, had I any talent, I would have aspired <laughs> to make Archie into something like that. Good yeah. for him. Uh, he's so, a co-writer on Ant-Man too. Yeah, so I mean, one of like eight for. co-writers on Ant-Man, probably. Man. But he's a he's a great writer and mm. funny dude. So, if you don't know who Adam McKay is, if you remember SNL in the two thousands, where an indignant chubby audience person in glasses would get up and yell at the host during the <laughs> monologues for people who weren't funny. Uh-huh. That was Adam McKay. He would literally carry the monologue for people who hmm. don't, who can't be funny during Those monologues. Uh, I, you know, that reminds me of when Sarah Silverman hosted for the first time. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing ever where clips of her when she was the audience monologue asker yeah. asked herself questions. Yeah, that was great. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was so good. Um, and also, at the Fox wants to make an make an X Men live action TV series, mm-hmm. but they're waiting on Marvel's approval. So they had the T- Television Critics Association Good thing luck. this week, uh, where they announced all these new shows, including mm-hmm. like they're making a, they really are making a Prison Break limited series, which really? is just like yep, it really is happening. Wow, shows that were not that popular getting yeah. resurrected. And yeah. as people pointed out again, it's the same deal as X Files. You make a limited series that has new episodes, then your old episodes are more in demand for by Netflix or Amazon so you get paid more for those television yeah. uh, network television died uh, <laughs> in the mid 2000s that's yeah. what I'm seeing one well, so the but, only stuff that matters now is the stuff that was that mattered in the 90s or early 2000s when people watch TV together yeah I mean it's just weird that like Heroes and Prison Break are being like in, held in the same regard as X-Files and um, what was the other show that came back 24 like yeah. those seem a little bit more those are 24 is like, huge yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Prison yeah. Break and and Heroes are below those yeah. two shows. Yeah, they were, they, Break they, was they very fizzled out like super quick. Whereas and the Heroes other two fucking sucks. Heroes and is it terrible. should not come back. Heroes is terrible. Uh, Please don't watch any of it. What are we like a month away? I, oh, I really hope. I really hope Marvel does not approve them doing that series. And how are they going to deal with it? Like, is it going to? Yeah. What what continuity are they going to decide? Or at the very least, Marvel says to. Fox, okay, if you want an X-Men TV series, mm-hmm. you give us back the toy rights or whatever other rights they wanted, so then the X-Men can at least get out of toy jail and we can <laughs> make, toy make, they can make X-Men merch again. Like, Oh, and speaking of uh, the, the Marvel characters and toys, Lego Avengers uh, got delayed till early 2016, unfortunately, wow. mm. but they had screenshots that confirmed... Were they going to release it up against Dimensions? Uh, You're going to fucking lose. They were going to release up against Dimensions no longer, which, yeah, you've got Dimensions, which has everybody everybody. but Marvel. That has, like, yeah, it has fucking Ghostbusters. It has Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Wizard of Oz, uh, Scooby Doo, The Simpsons, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I'm probably uh, Harry Potter Doctor Who. Too? No, I don't know about Harry no, Potter. No, Harry Potter. No, Scooby Doo. Like, yeah, it's it's in, it's, in, it's insane. It's yeah. basically Warner Brothers, the Lego game. But uh, pretty, yeah, pretty much. But like, 
it shows you the future where everybody owns everything. But no Star Wars and Marvel. They, if any, if there's any place in the universe, Disney ain't giving that stuff up. Any no place more. in the universe, Star Wars and Marvel should team up. It's in a Lego game. Yeah, a Lego video game. Disney don't want to play ball with with Warner. Man. Mark my words. Yeah, but uh, they also don't want to make games. I mean, I bet you won't see a Star Wars cameo in Lego Movie 2. Bet you won't. Yeah, probably not. Which, by the way, everybody... When I see a film announced now, I feel like there's half a chance that somebody from the Lego Movie is named as, like, writer <laughs> or director or, or producer. Like, those fuckers are always working on... Like, yeah. everybody got hired from the Lego why not, Movie. Why not wait for them to... Well, I guess they've, made, they've had a string of successes, but yeah. not a big enough string to, like... Write everything. Hmm. Yeah, Lord and Miller are... And hey, I love that. Like, though, I feel like this will take their attention away from Last Man on Earth, which was a great show. Uh, And then... Oh, yeah. And the early FF reviews have not been good, but, I mean, we already kind of talked about that. Uh, we'll have our views next week. I We're gonna, I'm, not, I'm not reading the reviews very in-depth. I'm sort no. of first and last paragraphing the kind of thing. And it just... It, says, it states boring, overwrought... Yeah. Um, both too short, but also care. feels too long. Mm-hmm. No action, like and l- origin takes way too long. Not no action, but I mean, I've seen some some people critical of the darkness of the effects, and yeah. and yeah. also that it feels like it was made before the Marvel before Marvel revolutionized what superhero films were. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's from it's from the earlier era of like where Batman Begins and Spider Man came from. Well, I mean, I guess yeah, does bad enough. Maybe Marvel just said like, now we got this. Oh, and also yeah. Maybe so, and uh, but also J.J. Abrams. One last thing I wanted to say, just a quick thing. J.J. Abrams had some interview about Force Awakens, and he was mm-hmm. being dodgy about every answer. Mm-hmm. But when he was asked, "Will midichlorians be in the Force Awakening?" The Force Awakens, he answered, "No, no, no." Period. No more conversation. About that. No. Well, so, it's yeah. probably like um, what's that science where you like use a thing on people's heads to measure their heads? Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's phrenology. Is yeah. The, uh, is, Jesus, you got yeah. that real fast. I didn't expect so, that to come out at all. I think maybe that is like the midichlor like <laughs> midichlorians, where yeah. like pe- some like just behind the scenes during the next trilogy, people realize like that's a stupid way to measure things. Yeah, those midichlorians, they, they don't even work for a force. We yeah. found out it doesn't even because Luke Skywalker has no midichlorians or something. I'll say. Yeah, but I still find I know a good way to merchandise it. It's like that stud finder. Like it's, <laughs> it's not it's reliable. Worthless. Uh, to merchandise it, you can clean your pool with midichlorine. Mm. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, all right, so last week's question of the week replies. Uh, we got so Tenga, or the question was, who would you cast in the role of Gambit? Because uh, Channing Tatum oh. seems to be on. <laughs> Oops. I, uh, after two days, people had comments saying, like, well, he's back on, so this question sucks. Yep. But, uh, but okay, so, so Tenga said, many years ago, long before the horror of X-Men Origins Wolverine had Taylor Kitchener... Taylor Kitsch totally botched the role, mm-hmm. a friend of mine suggested Harry Connick Jr. While primarily known as a musician, he had some acting roles and was great in Copycat and The Iron Giant. The biggest point in his favor is that he was born and raised in New Orleans mm-hmm. and would have a Cajun accent down pat. Unfortunately, he's probably too old now and they want to get someone sexy and British and call it a rap. Poor Taylor <laughs> Kitsch. He had just yeah. like the worst two years. Like, oh, I'm in all these big movies. They all bomb. I'm a movie it's star a detective. now. Oh. Is, uh, Jar says, "Well, I heard the second season isn't cool. It's I love it. Cool it's great. Like They're it. all wrong. <laughs> if, you, if, you th- if you think if you think that's the case, then you never liked True Detective. What you liked was Matthew McConaughey. Because mm. it's, uh, it's a fucking very old school noir, and that's why you should like the show, not because Matthew McConaughey is, does a funny accent." Uh, Jar said, "Back in the '90s, was anyone else calling for Van Damme to play Gambit like I was?" <laughs> 
Uh, Watership Down Syndrome said, I was honestly perfectly <laughs> fine with Taylor Kitsch and wouldn't mind his return, but I seriously doubt that would happen. Uh, how about my Magic Mike al- alum Matt Bo- Bomer from the TV series White Collar? He's got he's has plenty of good looks and has been a light, leading man. I'm sorry, is that on the USA <laughs> Network? Yeah, it's on. <laughs> Never like, see it's it. one of the many USA Never Network see it. things. Uh, well, I mean, he is he is scrumptious in Magic Mike, but uh, <laughs> Raccoon Hale says Tom Hardy because he is uh, uh, yes. he's amazing in everything he touches. And he's still superhero free, right? Uh, yeah, I think. He, well, he, no, he, he was Bane. He was fucking Bane. Oh, duh. Why well, he ducked out of Suicide Squad? Didn't yes, he? he did. Mm. He, he, he made. Yeah. He almost seems too big. Uh, now he does. Right. Yeah. Now he does. No, I mean big, like. Yeah. Uh, but he seemed too small for Bane, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Zap Rousdower is the final one who says, there's only one correct answer, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> imagine Wiseau trying to do a Cajun accent. Now, oh, hi, Storm. Now, um, <laughs> now imagine inappropriate <laughs> laughter at every suspenseful bit of dialogue. At the very least, it wouldn't be boring. Oh, hi, Magneto. <laughs> he, he wrote, You're my oh, favorite X-Men. Oh, hi, Rock. <laughs> oh, haha. So, anyways, how's your sex life, Professor Ag? Oh, wow. <laughs> You're funny. You're funny, Wolverine. Uh, okay, this week's question of the week is a quick one. You're based- telling me apart, Sabretooth. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, is that... Uh, Denny's has the Fantastic Four food that we are thinking about having. Wait a second. Uh, what? Hold on, I have a substitute question. What? I think I do, because normally we go see a superhero movie and we ask you the week afterwards what your response was to that. Yes. It's all going to be shitty if we mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we are going to do that. Yes. But uh, there's a Fantastic Four sale on right now on Comixology. I want to see I want to see recommended Fantastic Four stories. Okay, fine. But I do want to... We're going to ask this one some Double other question. week. Double question. Ask it now. No, 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 no. I like this one. Favorite Fantastic Four stories. To have something positive to talk about yeah. Fantastic Four instead of just hating on it next week. Even if but, it's not directly uh, tied to the comic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be nice. But okay, yeah. So suggest your favorite Fantastic Four story in the forums. I'll just name mine real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I have too many to choose from, and I could easily do the Mark Wade one. But I'll actually go a little earlier with... Um, uh, no, you know what? I'm going with this one. It's by Dan Slott. It's a Spider-Man Human Torch team up. The, the mm. Fantastic Four, all of them are pretty much all over it. It's called I'm with Stupid, and it <laughs> goes through uh, Spider-Man and Human Torch's relationship over 50 years, mm. and it is really great. It gives so much heart to the character of the Human Torch, and really gets into their relationships and the relationships of the whole family, including like Peter's relationship with Reed Richards, which is mm. really interesting. So, yeah. uh, I would recommend Ultimate Fantastic Four. Um, right That's probably that. a good version of the movie. Yeah, it, it, definitely. And then um, I, I, I did like um, oh shit, who was it? Hickman was it Hickman's run? Yeah. I I, I really it, it was bizarre and probably helped nail shut the coffin of the Fantastic. It War. wasn't my favorite because they they sent them off the planet, but it was good character studies yeah. into why they're important. Because yeah. they were also taken away from everybody, but and I do love the space shit. I love the space shit. Oh yeah, I love it too. Um, so and I recommend the Kirby that, Crackle. I like seeing that. Yeah, and it, like, I read I read a ton of these things growing mm-hmm. up, and a lot of the thing uh, went offs with it. They're what? so awful and vague in my memory. One I, of my fa- actually, and I'm with stupid. My favorite story in it is where uh, it's a 19. It's set in the late 60s period, mm-hmm. and Spider Man and Human Torch basically have a sitcom episode <laughs> start where they say. Oh yeah, I bet you couldn't do my job. Bet you couldn't do my job, and so oh, yeah. so Spider-Man and Human Torch switch for a day. Spider-Man goes on an outer space adventure with a Fantastic Four and is freaking out because he's like, "What's with all this like weird black dots everywhere? This is weird." And then meanwhile, Human Torch faces uh, Craven, 
And uh, Human Torch has this funny bit where he's fighting Craven in an abandoned zoo. Mm-hmm. And he says, why does it always feel like <laughs> Spider-Man's adventures are like a B-movie in all these abandoned places that you have to go <laughs> under budget? We have big budget adventures in the Fantastic Four, man. I'm going to draw this line through Manhattan. You stay on that <laughs> side. I'm going to stay on this side. Below 40th Street. <laughs> Uh, well, Dave? I'm going to say that thing you just gave me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, tell yours in the uh, in the forum page for this week's Question of the Week. There'll be a link to it on this week's episode page. Let's get the plugs out of the way so we can oh, get to boy. streaming soon. Laser time. Uh, this week, it was uh, in honor of... we were In honor of the death of Roddy Piper, we were trying to find the purest villains in the world, debating like... Every, like it's, I was even looking on TV tropes. They even list in comics a heel face turn for comic mm-hmm. characters because they do switch back and forth very often. We were trying to find the comic character who switches back and forth the least, mm-hmm. and, and I, we, I don't think we got to the bottom of it. Like I thought it'd be yeah. Doom, um, if anybody. Much every villain. Well, it became a thing. I think in the eighties to be like, oh yeah. no, nobody's always bad. Yeah, temporary alliance good. is is always there. I just wanted yeah. to find the, the purest yeah. evil because for me, Roddy Piper was the purest comic book villain because he was always a shit heel, yeah. like fucking awesome at it. Up until eighty seven. Yeah. yeah, up until eighty seven. And um, and then we and then after that, we just decided to go through a nineties music <laughs> quiz. So it was super fun. <laughs> uh, and we also have Video Game Apocalypse up this week. Uh, we were fuck. What were we talking about? Oh, rare replay. We've done a ton of streaming mm-hmm. on that on YouTube.com. So much rare replay. We ranked all 30 games in Rare Replay as well. If you're not familiar with me, these are some of my favorite games. And I think a lot of our favorite Mm -hmm. games, I talk about them, I feel, more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. But we thought they'd never exist. They'd never come out again due to rights restrictions. And they did, after 30 years, finally get Mm re-released. And they're all here to be enjoyed. Uh, we streamed a bunch of that stuff. Hopefully, I can get the streams working on. But a bunch of it is on YouTube. Like Conquer's Bad Fur Day, Cobra Triangle. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and the NES stream is broken at the moment. But well, well also all that talk of Fantastic Four. We also mm-hmm. did. Uh, we did the Fantastic Four commentary this week for Patreon patrons. So mm-hmm. if, you on, if you aren't on Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime, you can give to that five dollar mm-hmm. level and. Uh, and get to hear it, or ten dollar, and you can be part of the voting process for the uh, the fan chosen ones, like next week's. Uh, yeah, and- we'll end sometime around Saturday. Yeah. And uh, Dave? Uh, Cheap Popcast this week. We also had a tribute to uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Ours was better. Yeah. Um, we collected both his best um, interview clips and his best movie and TV clips. So it's a real celebration of his life. That is awesome. And if yeah. you donate at the ten dollar, if you donate on the ten dollar level on Patreon, you get a wrestling commentary every other week. So much exciting stuff yes. going on. And again, yeah, guys, at patreoncom time If you want to support us, we've got we're up to eleven hundred patrons now. Yeah. Great number, but every extra support helps. You know, makes our lives easier and it makes it so you know we can we can keep doing this as a regular. We are, job we are at and, not yeah. starving levels. Mm. Uh, yeah, cannot, I'm not I, starving. I cannot yeah. be appreciative enough of that. Mm. No, and yeah, I. Yeah, it was a dream to be a professional podcaster, mm-hmm. and that dream is coming true thanks to you guys, and, and the dream gets better with every patron. <laughs> so. uh, but anyway, all right, we'll see you next week with our, with our views on Fantastic Four. Cross your fingers that maybe every, <laughs> every film reviewer is wrong. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!